Welcome to the Sex, Money, and Real Estate Podcast, the show for real estate couples about how to close more deals in the bedroom. My name is Bill Jamison. And I'm Nancy Jamison. And each week we deep dive into juicy, intentional, sexy conversations, sharing with you what it takes to create balance in your intimate relationships and your real estate business. Thank you so much for being here. Shall we begin? Bonjour, baby. Hey, baby. What's happening? Having a great day so far. Thank you. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. I appreciate us uh, doing that uh, that chakra meditation before we uh, before we start digging in here on the podcast. That was beautiful. All around the third eye and uh, what's that color? Indigo. Indigo. <laughs> yes, indigo. I did see shades of indigo in our in our. Uh, meditation. So that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. So all that is amazing. And uh, I just want to say uh, hello and welcome to the show. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, everyone. We are your co-hosts. I am Nancy Jameson. And I am Bill Jameson. Yes. And so this is Sex, Money, and Real Estate. And we share with you the methods, the tools, resources, and all of those things and turning your breakdowns into breakthroughs in order to have those extraordinary relationships. So it's the relationship to sex. It's the relationship to money. It's the relationship to yourself. It's the relationship to others. And oh, by the way, we sell real estate. So it's the relationship (laughs) to real estate and clients and closings and, and all of those things. And so... And if you're not in real estate, it's just that relationship to life, mm-hmm. you know, those, those circumstances that happen outside of you and how you relate to it. So in, in our, in our case, in this case, it is real estate. Um, but it could be, it could be any industry or any job or any kid or infant or mm-hmm. any business. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Car cutting you off or <laughs> <laughs> any of it. So of it. cool. Cool. So. Uh, I see here, Nance, you have a note around B2B stories. Yes. So a couple episodes ago, we announced where we're having B2B episodes with what are B2B episodes. They are breakdown of breakthrough episodes. So that means we're putting out casting calls to you. So if you have had um, any type of relationship breakdown of breakthrough story, we want to hear from you. So it, it's an it's an interview opportunity. It's a guest opportunity to be on the show because we want to hear about best practices that you utilized, tools, resources, methods, all of those things to to break down. Well, to move from the breakdown into the breakthrough. Um, so in order to do that, go to our website, sexmoneyrealestate.com, and then you'll see an opportunity for you to click in and uh, and fill out this um this little form and get on the show. And uh, it's, it's going to be really great. We're super excited. And, and part of this is our uh, intention to create a community of like-minded people and expand that community and, and grow it and just really be that resource, be that, be that place, be that vibe, be that, uh, that space for camaraderie and fellowship and allow you and everybody and us all to, really learn from each other and, and, uh, again, to have those extraordinary relationships. So we call them B2B stories. Mm-hmm. Could be bed and breakfast, could be, um, <laughs> business to business, but 
you know, we like break down a breakthrough and, uh, and it just puts a whole new context into B2B, honestly. Mm, nice. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Cool, cool. I appreciate that. What, uh, what magic, how, Nancy, have you influenced yourself, others, or life in an empowering way in the last week? So, as you know, we do an orgasmic meditation practice on Mondays before our business meeting and we set forth for the week and, and, um, you know, obviously coaching clients and client meetings and all of those things. So that's how we like to set up the week. And out of those intentions, the last three weeks, we, uh, it's amazing. And, and I don't know why I'm surprised by it. And yet I'm still surprised by it. And, and I'm just so humble to it. The amount of referrals that we generate, as a result of creating intentions around new clients, um, being in service to others, uh, new coaching clients. And so, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, last week alone, we generated three listing referrals and five buying buyer referrals. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's it, beautiful. And, you know, we're on a roll this week too. And then the week before that, it, I mean, it's the same thing. So it's just, it's really amazing and really powerful. It's a powerful practice. I appreciate our consistency in the practice. And um, I just, I really appreciate being the conduit for that, um, that transaction, that relationship and the trust that our clients have in us to keep referring us business. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really beautiful. Totally. Coaching clients and, and real estate clients. Mm -hmm. So yep, that's my magic today. Awesome. 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 I love that. Um, magic for me, thank you for asking, <laughs> is... You picked it up telepathically. Is that what it was? Okay, cool. You know, um, the kids are home this week. Mm -hmm. They're yep. virtual. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> right. So as somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, there was uh, there was uh, there was a reported case of COVID, not directly at the school, but again, it's two or three times removed. But yet all the precautions have were taken and the boys are virtual this week. And I appreciate my capacity and your capacity for, uh, you know, to keep things rolling, even though they're home here doing their doing their thing from the house. You know, mm -hmm. it's really pretty amazing. I think it's a testament to our schedule and, um, our rhythm and, uh, you know, just our, our commitment to, to keep things moving forward despite the circumstances mm -hmm. as you were talking about in the, early, in, the in the beginning. So, yeah, for sure. um, so that wasn't actually my original magic. I had a little, it's been a lot of magic this week because we've, um, I've really focused on it a lot more this week. So I've, I've seen magic all over the place, but yet we got on the mic and that's the one that actually came to mind as, I can hear a little bit of uh, Rex in the background talking. So, uh, and hopefully, um, you can't out there, you people. So, anyway, that's my magic. I'm complete. Well, maybe our uh, our amazing uh, editor will be able to assist in uh, in removing some of that sound. Possible. I don't know, who knows? Right. But anywho, yeah, and you know, it's. I think it speaks volumes to to their flow too. You know, their ability to go in and out of the virtual environment because they're in school and then to be virtual completely removed from, from friends and the school environment and be in their environment and then flow with us too. <laughs> right. You know, and, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's amazing. Nice. So I appreciate that, that proud mama and papa moment for being able to raise and well, raise kids that are able to flow in any environment mm -hmm. 
Yep. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. So I want to um, apologize to all those out there. We didn't get a uh, we didn't get a, a fresh episode out last week. I mean, I'm, I love the episode that went out around uh, our book list and the ones that have really influenced us and continue to influence us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate all that. And, uh, you know, it was uh, a part of our flow is, uh, you know, not recording when, you know, we need to take a break or need to focus on something else and, and that we have enough recordings that we can, you know, we can recycle every once in a while and, and be okay with it. So that was cool. And, you know, part of, part of that was, um, you know, you're talking about the B2B was that, uh, you know, you and I are in and continue to be in a bit of a breakdown and, uh, um, you know, it's all around, uh, a lot of it's around the title of this, this episode around codependency. And so we wanted to share with you guys, you know, kind of, you know, what, codependency is and uh what we're experiencing with it um you know obviously we always look forward to your feedback if you've ever thought about it or gone through it or you know maybe have just an inkling that there is some codependency in your life and want to have a conversation around it but um you know it's one of the reasons why uh actually nancy and i are in therapy so that we can learn to um continue to evolve our relationship with uh, ourselves and each other uh, to synergize and, uh, you know, create that interdependence that, um, starts to eliminate that dependence. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's so easy to say bye. Like, I think, I think we're taught that it's okay to just like, Peace out. Peace out. Right. Deuces. <laughs> in, as far as what? What do you mean by that? In in terms of like ending the relationship. Okay. And and so, you know, what we're doing, what we have chosen to do is to boldly, audaciously acknowledge the dependence on each other and re-script it to a more powerful context, re-script that paradigm, eliminate the, acknowledge the paradigm, eliminate the paradigm, and then re-script the paradigm and move into a more powerful paradigm and that being interdependence. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing that within the context of marriage and, and being married and, and redefining what it means to be married and what's important to you and what's important to me and what's important to us. And so... I don't I don't necessarily have a role model that has done that before. So that's that's going to be, you know, I mean that's interesting. Like that like we are the model mm-hmm. essentially. Yep. And I think that's one of the things that we kind of added on to our process is that we've taken responsibility to do the work and be the role model simultaneously. Mm. And so that's this is us sharing what it looks like to model <laughs> going through a breakdown and uh even though you know so and it's not like we're saying that you know divorce or or separation or those things don't have their place you know i mean of course they have their place yeah, you know i mean absolutely. there's not everybody's going to be uh, amicable enough to 
you know, work things out or things are just not amicable, amicable and they're not going to work out, you mm-hmm. know, and there's, there, I mean, obviously there's all, they're all choices. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yet at the end of the day, uh, you know, nine times out of 10, <laughs> probably 10 out of 10, uh, you know, wherever you go, you take yourself with you. Right. So, uh, if you're not, if you're not figuring it out in your current relationship and, um, you know, you're whatever, whatever, you're not figuring out now in your current relationship, you will probably not figure out in your next relationship. And if you think that next partner is going to uh, magically dissolve those issues or because you're with somebody new that uh, those issues just kind of go away because they're not reflecting it back to you. Well, you know, you're, you're depending on external forces to um, create an internal change. Create an, Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Create an internal change. Yeah. Yes. Because it's, it's an inside job. You know, mm-hmm. and we we did an episode on that a couple of a couple of uh, a few weeks ago about how the evolution is an inside job, mm-hmm. and uh, and it is an inside job, and and so this is a very mature conversation, and so there's levels of maturity, and so if your emotional maturity is, I would say, lower than a five, then it, especially around the relationship and and you know a sexual partnership and intimate relationship, then there's some work to do. Mm -hmm. There's some internal work to do to be able to move through these conversations that are very tough, very challenging, have the potential, you know, to just throw the whole thing on its side. And so what we're saying is, is that, that again, those concepts have its place. And what Bill and I are playing for is to evolve the emotional maturity and to demonstrate and and model what it looks like to remain in a committed relationship while working on a relationship with each other, while working on a relationship with ourselves, such that the outcome, the result is an extraordinary, amazing, sexy, juicy, synergistic relationship beyond what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And those things happen when is an inside job first. Mm-hmm. For sure. Cool. So codependency, if, uh, if it's not something you have, uh, looked at or thought about, uh, I just got, went ahead and popped in the, uh, the Webster's definition, uh, is let's see here. Codependency noun, excessive emotional or psycho psychological reliance on a partner. Again, that's excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner. So codependency is a behavioral condition in a relationship where uh, one person enables another person's addiction, um, mental, poor mental health, let's say, immaturity, irresponsibility is a core characteristic. Uh, a core char- characteristic of codependency is an excessive reliance on others, people, other people for approval and a sense of identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's, that is definitely, that does it definitely resonates with me an excessive reliance on other people for approval and sense of identity. And so I feel like that's where I became very dependent upon you and, uh, yeah, I mean like just the, the validation associated with me, you know, like I I don't ever recall really feeling a sense of like, you complete me, you know, classic Jerry Maguire. Like, I don't, right. I don't remember feeling that like you complete me. Like I, I, there was, oh, it was in there that 
I always had, and I still do have this awareness that like we're amazing together. Like I, I call us soulmates, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like you're, we're amazing together. I don't feel like I was, gosh, how can I say this? I don't feel like I was missing something to where we were like, now that we're together. Okay. Now I'm, I'm complete. It was more of a, it was more of like, a, um, like we're partners were, I don't know, the, just the, the sense of validation that I received from you. Like it was important to me that you thought that what I was doing was important, you mm-hmm. know, um, maybe agreement. I don't know. I, I, does that, does that make sense? Sure. Like am I yeah. coming in clear? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, and so I, I think that what I'm hearing and I'll just speak from my, my viewpoint was, you know, I, I like, you know, I have had a lot of reliance on your emotions as far as like, if you're having a great day, then I'm having a great day. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're having a shitty day, then I'm having a shitty day. Um, you know, or just, you know, mood swinging, you know, I, I've experienced those mood swinging with each other, you know, um, and, you know, I just now, now realize that, you know, it's just, it's just not healthy, you know, I mean, it's, it's not sustainable. And, um, again, the, the reliance, you know, for, um, for me to, to be dependent upon what your mood is, you know, so, uh, really learning that, you know, if you're, if you're getting pissed off or mad that uh, there's no reason for me to be pissed off and mad, you know, or if you're not feeling happy, cause it has nothing to do with me. It's all, it's all your stuff. And, uh, uh, I appreciate, uh, you being able to model that for me, uh, more so in the last few months. So that's been fantastic. Um, cool. <laughs> it sounded like you were, you were, you kept on going. Beautiful. Where do you think that we learn? Well, I'm going to, I'll ask you outright. Where do you, where did you, do you remember learning like codependent or dependent behavior? I mean, I do now. I didn't know what it was then, but you know, well, I, yeah, I, yeah, my yeah, mom totally and my mom that. and my dad were totally like, uh, well, I'm going to say my mom and my dad were very codependent and, um, my mom was always reflecting, you know, the mood that my, my father was in and, and, and if my father wasn't in a mood, then she didn't know how to be in a mood kind of thing, you know? So I remember times where oh, okay. there was some independence where, you know, she would do things for herself that brought her joy and her art would do that. You know, she would draw or whatever. And sometimes music, I remember her, you know, I remember how happy she would be when she would, um, put on that, uh, that vinyl album uh, of the Bee Gees and dance around the house. It's oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I remember, I remember little things here and there, but I also remember, you know, that whatever, wherever my father was with his, um, his antics were, uh, you know, would really, really have a strong reflection on how my mom was feeling or what she was doing or not doing. And, you know, and she had her own, she had, you know, my mom has, uh, a bivy of other things going on too. But that was, I remember that specifically, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I can always remember, you know, he was in the restaurant business and I can remember that, um, he would, uh, he would come home from the restaurant, you know, late at night and how mad he would be when, you know, the, the, his, his dinner was not ready and piping hot to mm. his standard and just lose his shit over, over something, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, it just and then it brought the whole house down. Mm. Brought the whole house down. Hmm. 
Yeah. So, well, that's interesting because that's actually called something. And I didn't realize, I didn't know that this word existed until we started doing our work in, in like really looking at dependency and codependent behaviors. And it's enmeshment. Enmeshment. Yes. Yeah. So it's a term to describe relationships where there is a lack of boundaries and the emotions of one family member is felt by all family members in repeated cycles. Yeah. So that sounds like your dad in that moment. Classic. I mean, you know, I, I guess it could have been mom too at the at different moments because if he's teaching her how to treat him. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I mean, it, um, again, I just feel like that could be a pattern that, that is definitely picked up. So both my parents, for sure, um, that whole codependent behavior. And, you know, I, I think it's important to note that I don't feel like relationships start out as codependent. Like, I feel like that there is a sense of independence, at least for us. How about if I just be Yeah, close? I was going to say, <laughs> I don't think that's accurate, but for us, yeah, but not for people, not for everybody. Okay. I think couples get together for codependent reasons. Okay. Uh, that may be true. I just don't... Can you pause that? So the result of enmeshment is the belief that we're responsible for the emotion of others, mm -hmm. which is a biggie. I mean, that's really a biggie. And that there's a lack of authentic self, meaning that, you know, you don't feel that um, essentially that you exist or that your responses exist as a result of what the other person is thinking of you, mm -hmm. you know, or again, back to that validation piece. Right. And then, you know, the other thing about enmeshment that we've learned is that you essentially have a chronic fear of how people respond to you. You know, like, what are they going to think of me? Am I going to be received? Am I going to be heard? Is this an agreement? You know, like that, that kind of conversation. So again, that validation. Yeah, and it could be people in general, like people at large, or the people could be your significant other. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's, yes. Cool. And then so there's that whole, you know, validity thing, you know, that, um, you know, you validate me and you complete me kind of thing that comes up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that we had a, um, you know, we talked about that a little bit earlier. And, you know, I don't feel like we started off... Um, like that, where it just felt like uh, there was the codependence. I think that it was built up over years, and uh, I, you know, I think I think it happens probably to a lot of couples that uh, you know. I mean, a lot of couples probably get into um, relationships f because of codependence, and yet I still feel like you and I were very independent uh, and interdependent in the beginning of our relationship, and. Um, you know, 25 years of teaching each other how to treat each other, you know, so um, kind of led us up to where we are right now. But, you know, some of the things that came up when we were researching um, 
codependency and trying to figure out how to, you know, communicate and treat each other in a new way after all this time. Um, we actually found a short list here where there are signs of codependency. Um, mm-hmm. There is the uh, the low self-worth or self-image. Uh, there's a lot of people-pleasing, right? Um, or the inability to say no. You're like, you, you yes everything. Um, lack of boundaries. And if any of these uh, uh, resonate with you, Nance, let me know. Otherwise, I'll just keep going through them. Oh, yeah. Well, you already had me at low self-image. Okay, cool. I mean, my, my self-image was shot because, like, again, my identity came from you validating me like if if i don't know there was just a there was a click over there was a a loss of self after i after either a long time of being together or you know i i think that there's a tremendous amount of shame associated with how we're taught in monogamous relationships that it's um inappropriate to receive compliments or, um, you know, attraction or conversation from any other man outside of the relationship. And then it's, it's literally like wrong. Like you don't talk about that. You, you know, you shut that down, you shut it off. And so all of a sudden my worth and my identity became completely attached to you. Mm -hmm. And that if you weren't digging on the outfit or you weren't digging on my hair or you weren't digging on my nail polish color or lipstick or whatever, then, then that was it. And so over time, you know, that became how I thought about myself. And unless you thought that it was a, a, a a great thing, then I didn't think it was a great thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yes, low self image and low self worth was, Absolutely. It's number one on this list right here, signs of codependency, and mm-hmm. it was definitely number one for me. Got it. Cool. Uh, People-pleasing, uh, inability to say no. Uh, I think that one resonates with me a little bit because, uh, um, you know, I think one of my, my one of my love languages is, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the actual wording, but, you know, Being acts service. of, yeah, acts of yeah, service, acts of service, acts of service. So I think that got confused in my head or in my, in my beingness as, um, saying yes to everything. And so, uh, there'll be a loss of self there. So I, I, I resonate with that one. Uh, yeah. And it also creates a sense of, um, chameleon. Like I'm, I'm with, when I'm with this person, I act like this. When I'm with this person, I act like this. When I'm with this person, I act like this. And so, you know, I mean, that's just a maladaptive behavior of being a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what else? Childlike fantasies that someone can save or fix you from your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, chronic care taking, chronic care taking as distraction. Chronic caretaking. Oh, chronic, Sorry. Chronic caretaking as a distraction. I see. Um, emotional addiction. You know, addicted to relationships where there is a roller coaster cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are definitely like like an emotional abusive mm-hmm. type situation or or physical abusive. I mean, that that's pretty serious for sure. Inability to understand or clearly communicate your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that one resonates for anybody that has. Uh, and I'll say for me, for anybody who's had that example their whole lives of what, you know, of that relationships are supposed to be codependent, you can get uh, lost with self. So I get that one. Uh, chronic fear of upsetting someone, 
uh, the feeling of walking on eggshells around people, um, high emotional reactivity to life situations, controlling the behavior of others to feel okay, and obsessive thinking about what other people think of you. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty great list. Yeah, it's comprehensive, yeah, definitely. Man. You know, I and and as we go through this list, like whether you have one or 12 out of 12, it's really important to remember that we're identifying and acknowledging the signs here and that it's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, I mean, there's, there, <laughs> we're, we're, again, we're taught a lot of things and, and shame and guilt and, and how to control and, and manipulate those feelings and that this isn't anything to be ashamed of that it's literally, you know, these concepts and beliefs were literally like handed to us as kids, you know, whether it's from teachers or church or parents or grandparents or family or other things. And it's just, it's, um, we were raised. A lot of us were raised in homes where family members had these types of, uh, toxic behaviors. And it's, again, it's acknowledging them. It's, it's not coming from a space of condemning them or judging them. So, we learned the pattern, in other words, mm-hmm. you know, and then just repeated the pattern because this is what we taught. So that is it. So that being said, there's definite ways to heal the codependency or the or the dependencies. And and if you think about it, it's literally the flip side mm-hmm. to the other things. So where you may have loose boundaries, it's setting boundaries for self and for others. Where you may spend all of your time with your loved ones and your significant other, then start spending some time alone and like on your own, whether it's going for a walk or doing some journaling or going for a drive in the car or, um, you know, like you did a solo vacation a mm-hmm. couple of uh, months ago, you know, so it's, it's utilizing those practices, that alone time, that space time, it may be for prayer, it may be for, you know, exercise, but again, it's, it's being in that alone time. And then you can supercharge that activity with doing something that you love to do. Mm-hmm. So dancing, exploring, going for a hike, creating the, you know, creating art or creating clothes or creating, um, container gardens. I love to container garden, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's utilizing that alone time and that space to do something that you love. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, spend time alone, spend time, you know, and then I guess that could lead to like, you know, some more inner reflection as well. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it may feel a little weird to spend time alone if that's not what you're used to. You know, every every TV sh- show you watch is with your partner or you guys only watch movies together. I mean, it could be, I mean, anything, any level of it where, you know, it's this co-thinking instead of this independent thinking. And uh, so it, all, I'm, all I'm really leading up to is like, it's, you know, sometimes it's just the, you know, one little habit or one little thing that can uh, create big changes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I we're certainly not suggesting that all of a sudden all the things that you guys do together stop doing mm-hmm. like that's not I, I think that's taking it to a stream an mm-hmm. extreme and frankly that's called counter dependence it's not necessarily being independent it's just you're doing everything the opposite way that you used to do just to say that you know you're doing every you're not dependent any longer so that that's not the healthy relationship either it's what we're saying is to utilize the time and the intention behind the time to cultivate and reconnect your relationship with yourself 
because that's the pathway to healing, relearning yourself, reconnecting yourself and, and having an understanding around that you're creating sense of self mm -hmm. so that you feel emotionally stable and shored up. And then that translates into moving into healthy, connected, um, authentic relationships with your others. And then again, it allows you to heal through that codependency and move into the interdependency. Yeah. So. so, and that is, you know, I mean, the most important relationship that you have is with yourself. So it's, uh, it's, it's just, just to keep the focus on that, keep the focus on all of those things. So when you're in an independent relationship, it looks like, you know, again, if we're, we're saying that we're in the independent relationship with, with your partner, then it looks like uh, a safe, secure environment for two people to be vulnerable. It looks like the ability to freely express and communicate and exist without criticisms and judgment. Again, back to that safe space. It's setting those clear boundaries that you're in agreement with that are uh, flexible. You know, mm. I mean, we say boundaries are standards because it's flexible. Rules are very rigid and strict, you know, because life is organic, life is flexible. And, and the most flexible element in the system is the controlling element. So just maintaining the flexibility around what those boundaries look like. It may be setting up a win-win agreement. In Stephen Covey, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, habit number four is think win-win. And it's around setting up win-win agreements. And so obviously you have a win-win agreement with yourself and we believe in having relationship standards with yourself. And then you, you build out, uh, you expand your circle of influence and then you have relationship standards for your intimate relationships, for your clients, for your um, inner circle and then your outer circle. And then part of that is, is creating those, um, those win-win agreements mm -hmm. with each other. So have those standards in place and just remember, I mean, they're flexible. It, it's, it's organic priorities are going to shift. Yep. And you know, it writing, creating those win-win agreements, uh, whether it's, it's one or two or, or 10, or, you know, if you, if you go through Covey's book, you know, then it is definitely like a, a document, um, you know, get, get some help with it. You know, don't, don't try to, um, don't try to do it on your own. Your, be your own brain surgeon. Be your own brain surgeon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the truth. I mean, that that's one of our coaching practices where we take people through creating win-win agreements with themselves first. And then that allows them to the foundation to create win-win agreements with each other. And of course we facilitate doing couples win-win agreements because that's what we do. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Cool. Uh, anything else that, uh, that, that comes up over what in interdependent relationships look like? Yeah, I think this is definitely one near and dear for my heart. Cause I've been, I mean, this has been one of my requests for a while as we move through this is the ability to hold space for the other person's emotions while also processing our own emotions. And, um, because it's so important it's so important to have for, for the, so I'll just put it on me. So if I'm, if I, you know, if you're experiencing a breakdown and I'm able to hold the space for you, even though I'm right there with you in the breakdown, yet I'm able to hold the space for you to process your emotions without judgment, with compassion, with love, with, you know, being my authentic self showing up for you, 
then again, it it's like this safe container space that allows you to move through whatever those emotions are. Mm -hmm. But if I break down because you're breaking down, then you're never going to be able to process those emotions with me. And frankly, you probably won't trust me to hold the space any longer because you think that I'm up to something. So it's, um, it's super important to be able to hold the space to allow the other person to process. And then, you know, of course, I'm processing my own emotion as well. So it's just, it's a mature practice. It's a very mature practice. Um, and then, again, you know, the interdependent relationships, there are alone times as well as uh, for personal interests. And then there's there's the couple time, you know, I mean, there's date nights, there's times that we watch movies together, there's clearly times that we have family together and those things and and um, all of that is is beautiful, so. Awesome, cool. You know, I think the last thing is that the relationship provides, um, you know, the space for evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, for for everyone, you know, to, to mature as, uh, as independence and, um, space to mature as, as a couple or as a family or, you know, whatever the, the situation is, mm-hmm. you know, cause you know, and here's the thing, you know, Nancy and I have both given examples of where, um, you know, this was a learned behavior from our family. So there's no doubt that there are behaviors that we have, um, that we have transferred to our boys as well mm-hmm. and have an opportunity to, to circle back with and have a conversation around and, and set new examples as well. Yep. So cool. Anything else you want to say, babe? Um, hmm. I don't know. I think that's it around that for sure. I mean, it's a lot. So, you know, if there's something in there that you guys have questions about, or if there's, you know, something that you want us to go into further, of course, drop us a note and, uh, and let us know. And we'll be happy to go into it further, expand on it, share examples or, um, any of those things. And, uh, you know, you may not agree with us. And again, you may have that breakdown, a breakthrough story around your relationship that can really assist us too. Like we would love to, (laughs) we'd love to experience, um, those breakdowns or excuse me, those breakthroughs, uh, quicker than, uh, than later. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I would just say that if you, you're here to the end and listening to the end, then there's probably a piece of this, uh, episode or, uh, that has resonated at some level. So, um, go take a look at it. Be brave, be courageous and, uh, be curious, be curious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And take a look at it. Mm -hmm. So, Cool. All right. Well, love goes out to all. We look forward to uh, hearing back from you on uh, um, through email or the Facebook or the Instagram and uh, sexmoneyrealestate at gmail.com. Sex Money Real Estate Instagram, Sex Money Real Estate Facebook. You can find us <laughs> or Google our names. So, uh, peace, love, and sexiness. And sexiness. <laughs> see, see y'all next week. Bye for now. Wow, what a show. Thank you so much for listening. 
And if you're inspired, we ask that you share the podcast with one person and subscribe and follow the show. I'm Bill Jameson. And I'm Nancy Jameson. And remember, it's a, it's great, a great life. life. Quick note about the Sex, Money, and Real Estate podcast. We are not doctors or licensed therapists. We are a joyous, abundant, and mature couple passionately sharing our story of growth around sex, money, and real estate. Our thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are our own, so please consult your doctor, healthcare provider, or your broker regarding any questions or issues you have related to your physical or mental health or specific state laws regarding your real estate business.